0: I'm Grant Brunner.
1: I'm Rob Webster.
0: This is episode 735. With us today is Laughlin. What animal are you thinking of today, Laughlin? Pardon me? A- animal? The animal?
2: Uh, what do you think? I have a cat sitting right in front of me. It's, uh,
0: when cat? a cat
2: is sitting... Oh, um, uh, Indy.
0: Uh, Good to know about me.
2: Yeah. Oh he no, he he is leaning over the microphone now.
0: Well, wants to be a part of the show.
2: Yes,
0: Rob. Hey, what uh, what animal are you thinking of? Rats and badgers. Rats and badgers. The both of them. Yes. Is that a is that a saying? Like, oh, rats and badgers.
1: Oh, it it will be soon. It's I'm waiting for my. Um, My next route expansion to uh, arrive, and it was meant to arrive today, or it should have theoretically arrived today, but it's been stuck in customs because the fulfillment company did not fill out the customs and I have to wait for... Customs to realise that they someone's not filled out a form, and I then need to wait for a letter to arrive, pay the money in that letter, contact support, and then it will arrive. And it is doing my head in, but it's all I've been thinking about today. It's been uh,
2: someone forgot about the Brexit, huh?
1: No, they didn't forget about the Brexit. Um, they forgot about VAT declarations. Oh. Well. I, I had to pay extra for Brexit already. Uh, they just didn't put it on the on the
0: on the box. Well, great. Everybody yeah. everybody's happy. Yes. I'm gonna go with uh, the flamingo. Specifically, I saw a TikTok in which they uh, to because they, they do a lot of filter feeding of uh, getting the little itty bitty creatures up and and eating them. Uh, they'll do a little dance in the wet sand and then to kind of like uh get all the creatures up there and then as the water comes back down you know through the the tide um uh, they'll just like stuff their their nose down in the in the sand to eat up all the little critters uh but i like the little dance they do
1: that sounds pretty good if it's any, i've seen a seagull doing a similar i assume similar dance the little tippy taps trying um, yeah, to try and get worms.
0: It, it was described in the video. It was uh the video I saw was from Hank Green. Uh it was described in the video as like a needing to pee dance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know the dance you're talking about. Yes.
0: So uh yeah, flamingos. They're pink. Um, but they're pink only because of the coloring of the shrimp. So there you go. The flamingos is what I'm thinking about. Rob. Hey. You're not playing Root. Or you're yeah. not playing the latest expansion to Root. Uh, but you are coining extremely British sounding phrases like rats and badgers.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's how I remember this phase of my life.
0: The rats and badgers phase. Yeah. Um, have you been playing any? video games kind of a bit
1: not massively um i have been <laughs> i've got an itch that i want to scratch and the itch is making something i thought maybe um transport tycoon might have been it, so if i fired that back up that wasn't quite it i then thought oh maybe it's city skylines that's not it i don't really know what it is i've spent a lot of time playing games and not much time enjoying games this week
2: Try the Sims, build a house.
1: Yeah, maybe, might be that.
0: Have, what was the last time you played? Well, you you tried a Sims, like a The Sims game, Rob?
1: Oh, it must have been like 2003, something like that.
0: Oh, things are pretty different now. I mean, oh. they're different, but also not that different. <laughs> yeah, I
1: gather, I gather, you can still uh, drown them in the pool.
0: Yeah, definitely. But things, I would say, I would say, things have gotten a lot more uh, complicated. Overtime is definitely what I would say about the Sims. I, I a like a little, little
2: bit a little bit. even though these days, getting a sim to drown in a pool is much more difficult than it used to be.
0: You've really gotta
1: hold their head down.
2: you really have to build a wall around the pool so they can't get out.
0: Yeah, because you don't want it to happen, or let me put it this way, you don't want it to regularly happen by accident. Like, (laughs) you don't want to just be like, I'm going to construct a pool and whoops, my fucking Sim died. Great, awesome. Yeah,
2: Uh, but actually, Dev Du Jour, you might say, is um, feeding your guest um, (laughs) a fugu nigiri. Oh, fun. And if you prepare it badly enough that people are going to die at your party.
0: Man, The Sims has got more complicated. <laughs> it is funny because um, in the before times, uh, <laughs> when when I watched Giant Bomb videos, um, there was a, a, a series um, that was kind of like led by uh, a- Abby Russell, uh, where it was called like Seven Deadly Sims. And she went through all of like, like past and current Giant Bomb staff at the time. Uh, and like killed them in the game using different methods, and some of them were just like really, really, really difficult to get them to do it. One, I, I want to say the one that was um, probably like the, the most difficult was getting them to electrocute themselves. Okay. So if the per- the problem was the the person who was like they basically like pulled the names out of a hat. Like, okay, it's going to be this person, and they're going to die this way. And the person who was chosen to die by electrocution just kept getting too good at repairing things. So like, they would be like standing in water with like exposed wires, except that like, they would just like, you leveled up. You, you got gooder at repairing things, so you're fine. And it's like, it was a, it was an elaborate process to get the electrocution death.
1: Yeah. Well, what what what? What would you say is the darkest way that a sim can die?
0: There, there's one where you uh, you fuck to death. Oh, oh, that's kind of nice. That's
1: very nice. Wait, the,
0: what? Yeah, you fuck to death. Um, and then the way they did they, they did that was they they uh, kept fucking in a bush until the person died. <laughs> Which Wait, is the thing you do. That? Yeah, you you fuck to death in a bush is how that works. I, I think like you something... get that expansion. Yeah, I think like the, the sim has to be like out of shape, and they just have to fuck over and over and over again, and then eventually they just like die of exhaustion. You, you came too hard. Um, I
2: think that was the Sims Three, actually, and mm, that was Jungle Adventure or something like that.
0: Definitely not. It was definitely the Sims Four, and it was like twenty eighteen. So is oh. is ha- how that worked. Okay, uh, yeah,
2: if people can fuck each other to death when they're um, on the older side. and they're uh, also-
0: Yeah, you have to be old to do it, that's right.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Um, so crank your age up and fuck to death. Uh, the, the death
2: from exhaustion after repeated woohoos uh, yeah. definitely is a possibility as well, I guess.
0: But, uh, like, listen, I get it. They want to it be a t- it's a like they want it to be a teen rated game and not a mature rated game. But woo, like I, I can't get behind woohooing. Like if they called it doing it, if it. You tried it. Hey, hey, ladies, you looking to woohoo? <laughs> zip. Um, I, <laughs> making well, it's
2: bara bara, which sounds a lot dirtier than woohoo. Uh,
0: it also sounds like ara ara. <laughs> God,
2: that sounds similar, yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, Rob, you didn't fuck anyone to death in The Sims. Uh, not today. Uh, there's a cow plant one. There's a cow plant death where you get a cow plant. A cow plant. The, yes, and, yes. And then the cow plant eats you. I don't even know what that is. It's a big plant. It's,
2: it's a plant that you can. <clears throat> you have to feed it, and then you can milk it <laughs> because it has udders. And then the, how else do
0: you get plant milk, Rob? <laughs> no, you make a great point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for doubting you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean honestly though that there are actual cows in the later expansion as well but yes you you can milk the cow plant and um then the milk grants various uh, mudlets to you so your sim has a certain mood to it mm-hmm. but if you don't feed it then it's going to eat you
0: mm-hmm. uh there's one where you get um uh, murked by a vampire that's
2: yeah,
0: nice. that sounds like me. Yes, um, I can't. I don't think I can remember anymore. But those are the good ones. Those they, are the ones that were memorable.
2: The the one that is caused by Murphy bed malfunctioning is by far, by far Oh massive.
0: yeah, where this bed slams up and you pancake.
2: Yeah,
0: I do think that The Sims could leak. I, I would be into an expansion pack of some type where they leaned into funny cartoon like deaths. Like an anvil drops from the second story onto you and pancakes you.
2: I mean, to be fair, most of the deaths in The Sims that are not natural causes are by far the most cartoony shit I've seen.
0: Someone, Someone's trying to lift in a piano over through the window <laughs> and it drops.
2: Okay, okay, we're not talking slapstick.
0: But why not is what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough.
0: That's what. Oh can uh... you
2: imagine having a Sim expansion that where you where your Sims build Rube Goldberg machine, and then and then it kills you if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. It's like or a combination it- of the incredible machine. It was a game like in the nineties where or your your things. sim
0: gets kidnapped by a madman a who 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 constructs uh, terrible uh, puzzles for you to solve uh, that are related to your sim's sins. um so yeah that's it you know the sims the sims would probably do it i do like the part where you build stuff um i'm not like a i'm not really a uh more of a big picture guy less of a small like a like a (laughs) small details guy so like i am okay about building a house i am less specifically interested in the like the decoration aspect of it of like getting it perfect like i'm fine with hey i'm going to make the walls this color or i'm going to make the carpet this color or i'm going to put in furniture that does these things and that part is like fun and enter- entertaining but i do feel like there is a huge amount of people who are into games like the sims who the like the nitty gritty detail decoration is why they're there
2: yeah, that's me.
0: Which is fine. It's just like not the part of the game that does anything for me. It's like uh, like happy home designer in, with Animal Crossing. Like there are people where that is the game for them. That is like well, that is the primary draw. Uh, but that that's not me. But The Sims is yeah, l- no, thankfully the-, the Sims is broad enough that it does lots and lots of things.
2: Yeah, I wanted to say that it's uh, so many aspects to to this game that you no matter what exactly which part you exactly enjoy about it. Uh, it just it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So every part of it that you enjoy the most, it's the right kind of yeah. having fun.
0: I mean, The Sims is in some ways like a like a CK, like a Crusader Kings, in, in that like you can accomplish goals definitely. And I do think that The Sims is probably more goal for uh, focused than uh, Crusader Kings, but. That's really not why you're there. You're there <laughs> for stuff to go to go wrong. <laughs> you're there for things to play out in yeah. wild ways. Um,
2: yeah, yeah but this is exactly why people started introducing like um, uh, not not official, but yeah, uh, challenges, right? Mm-hmm. Like legacy challenge or a hundred baby challenge, which I, by the way. Finished and it was amazing, and it took me so long. <laughs> but, what
1: are they all called? Pardon me. What are the, What are the babies called?
2: Um, I usually went uh, with alphabet names.
0: Uh, you got to repeat too often.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thankfully, there's more than two names on this for the same letter. So. <laughs>
0: when
2: I finished the alphabet, I started going again.
0: Uh, also, when you get to, like, like Ys and Zs, it's like, all right, um, Z- Zed, your name's Zed now.
2: <laughs> oh, no, mine was Zachary, actually.
0: Um, I know, I knew a kid named Zed growing up. Oh, man.
2: Zed is the only... There are two things that I think about when I hear that name. First is the character in Police Academy movies, and the other one is the guy that Bruce Willis killed in... Um, uh, Pulp fiction and took his Harley from.
0: Was he either of them?
2: Pardon me? No,
0: the he wasn't. He, he, was, he, he was not either of those people. Okay. He was, um, uh, I, I, I say this as somebody from a, a working class uh, white background. Uh, you might call a redneck, mm-hmm. is, is the Zed I knew. Oh. A, re- a redneck. Um. So, Rob, anything else? Uh Do you do you watch anything cool? Did you listen to anything cool? Did yeah. You, um. Model anything out of clay? Oh, I thought you meant like fashion wise. Yeah. Did you <laughs> model? Did you, were you at the Met Gala? Were you Were you on the stage? No, I I, I skipped it this time.
1: Uh, I, I declined the invite. Um.
2: Rob's yeah, just too sexy. Yeah. I,
1: d- to I don't like time. to go on about it, but. <laughs> I uh, I do I do what I can with what I got. Um.
0: <laughs> if it's not Milan, it's not worth it. Nah.
1: Um I've been, I mean, there's a new series of Taskmaster on,
0: that's been good. Ooh, Ooh that's exciting for me some months from now.
1: Yeah, well, it's going to be the fourth episode of the series tonight, so it's, it's coming up to the halfway point pretty quickly. It, uh, it disappears so fast. Um, every every single person on this series is very chaotic, and I'm enjoying it. <laughs>
2: uh, who's on the series?
1: Um, Ardlo Hamlin, do you know him? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bridget Christie. Oh, cool, cool, cool Pr- Bridget Christie's very funny um, Chris Ramsey
2: Okay, I know him
1: um, Judy Love um, I didn't know Judy Love before this that series Doesn't
2: don't, does not ring a bell
1: And Sophie Duca. Robert, are you it just making bell, up What your sounding names? <laughs> no, they're all there they're, they're Lady
2: the Wembley
0: <laughs>
2: um, how's, how's the QI going for you?
0: I have not watched it. You I, I, I talked about being like, should I? And then like, you know, maybe one day I have not, <laughs> I have not begun it. It was like a, uh, it, it came up for me and I'm like, I don't know, maybe. And then I, you know, time passed, started watching the X-Files. I'm in the second season of the X-Files. i mean, be a podcast about the X- X-Files.
2: Fair enough. But I have to warn you that most of the trivia shit that I know comes, comes from KY. uh
0: h- h- how how many pigs does it take <laughs> to <laughs> screw in a light bulb uh one <laughs> pig no, no you're wrong idiot. Things. stupid <laughs> moron that, that's how that goes right
2: no not exactly no
0: but a little bit no, <laughs> i've, no, see, no, I've no, seen no, clips where they're like or a moron. what's a thing <laughs> that's not what we're looking for how dare you <laughs>
2: <laughs> the the uh, fun from the claxon and the writing on the screen comes from the fact that those are pre-written before the show.
0: Um so yeah, n- nothing Rob, just just uh your your time spent in Milan.
2: Yeah,
0: time spent in Milan watching
1: Taskmaster. Um I think I mentioned last week I've have been really enjoying an album by a band called Zuto Mayo which is called Gusalet. Uh it's just a very good J-pop band, uh J-pop band with uh they do a lot of cool lines. They're
0: good. I like them. Rob, I'm going to put a thing in the chat. Yes. And I need you to say these words out loud. Okay. In as close to your native pronunciation, as, or the way that you would authentically say it as possible.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, I want to say, I, I know that this is going to be wrong, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, it, it is uh, it is not that. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that's not bad. That
1: wasn't far
2: off.
0: It 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 is funny though. Like here I I have heard a British person recently as today as we're recording it is it is Cinco de Mayo. And um as an American you hear Cinco de Mayo regularly, so you would you're not going to be surprised by how it's actually um pronounced. Um it's a, it is a regular thing in, in much the same way as, uh, St. Patrick's Day. It is a, a, a Mexican themed American holiday, basically. American uh, whereas right. St. Patrick's Day it's, is a, is a Irish themed the American Day. holiday.
2: It's Mexican so, Independence Day.
0: It's not though. It, like, that is how it is sold. It is not the truth though. Right? It is about, I believe that, I believe it is a battle that they won with France in, is, is the Cinco de Mayo date.
2: Well, it's still not of the Drink, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I believe you, it's just that I'm actually appalled by, by people turning it into day to drink tequila.
0: I mean, but here's the thing, is it is my understanding, it is not celebrated in any meaningful capacity by by normies in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a. It's not like ah uh, the yes the classic important day that me and my family and my friends get together to celebrate this thing that happened one time. Um, it is not that, and it is largely an uh, excuse for. Um, people to go to Mexican restaurants and drink a lot. The Mexican,
1: is, uh, restaurant marketing board really pushed hard for a uh, Cinco de Mayo.
0: Yes, but like, like, yeah, that, but also, like, kind of sincerely, that is that, like, well, fucking, here's a excuse for people to come give us money. Shit, fuck. Um, is similar how to how St. Patrick's Day is. It is an excuse for people to go on, like a, whatever it falls on, like a Thursday, and then also the weekend uh, to go and get fucking shit faced at a bar. Um, <laughs> is is similarly how that works. So yes, it is. It is Cinco de Mayo, but you- I do I do like hearing Cinco de Mayo and or- and thinking about like ah yes, the fifth of mayonnaise. <laughs> 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 I
1: I pronounced the Japanese band's name wrong as well. It's technically Zutomayo, so mm. I, I'm just obsessed with Mayo apparently. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you 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 uh, love mayonnaise. Oh, mm, I guess I guess there's uh, you can ha- oh yeah you can have you're a vegetarian you're not vegan yeah you, uh, it, how how often are you, you eating mayonnaise or is is mayonnaise a a regular part of your your you know sandwiches and stuff?
1: Oh, as often as I can get my hands on it, right. There is.
0: I, I don't. I can't tell if you're being serious or if you're being a jokey boy. <laughs>
1: uh i'm i'm telling the truth but in a way that i found funny to say out okay. loud um, <laughs> yeah no i uh, i do not understand the uh the people who dislike mayonnaise i love uh english style mayonnaise i love the weird sweet mayonnaise you get in japan uh i will have it it is my primary source with chips uh or crisps as you call them in the usa <laughs> yeah they're the best ones <laughs>
0: So you're, mm. you're you're dunking you're dunking a French fry in in uh, into mayonnaise, or are you di- a potato? We chip?
1: call them English gentlemen over here, but yes, <laughs> I
0: I can't I I literally can't tell if you if you're talking about what we call French fries or what we call potato chips.
1: Uh, I'm talking about French fries, yes.
0: Okay, okay, <laughs> that's a thing for me. I am, and I know I know so it's like a thing in in like Belgium. They do a lot of mayonnaise related dunking. Um, for me, if I'm going to dunk into a mayonnaise-based dip, it's probably going to be a sweet potato fry.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a good. That would be a good option for the for the
2: mayonnaise dip. Um, that's not ranch. What?
0: I don't really like ranch all that much. It's o it's okay, but there the, in almost every con, I'm definitely not going to put it on a salad. I only eat, I only eat like vinaigrettes on salads. Um, oh. and as a as like a dipping sauce. In pretty much every context, I think there's a better dipping sauce. The one that I eat ranch with the most often is when I can't get blue cheese dressing for, like, uh, wings, for, like, uh, buffalo wings. Um, then I will settle for ranch. But otherwise, I, I I usually eat other things besides ranch. And I know ranch isn't even a thing broadly in the UK, right?
1: Yeah, it's not common. It's not one that we'd expect to see in the list of condiments. It's, it's there if I go to Subway, but I don't, I don't partake.
0: Yeah, okay. it's one I, I have. I have seen there was like a popular TikTok trend of a, of a lady who is British being oh. um, gobsmacked by learning about ranch and its popularity in the United States, and then uh, trying it and liking it a bunch. And listen, it's a salty, creamy treat. I get it. I understand why people <laughs> like it. Sorry, <laughs> I, Rob, you just I find it too to funny play. for to talk about salty, creamy treats.
1: I just enjoyed the sentence of the salty, creamy treat.
2: I wonder what Grant's reaction would be to salad cream. Um, I think that we have,
0: um, not, uh, so I'm, I am aware that it's a thing that exists. I don't think that I have had it, but I do think that we have similar things. So, like, there's a brand of thing that is not, not, like, it, it is somewhat similar to, Mayonnaise, but it is significantly sweeter and and a bit less dense than a mayonnaise, and it's called Miracle Whip. I don't know if that's a thing that is outside the US. Oh,
1: I know the name, but I don't. I I have no concept of what it is. Okay, Uh,
0: so. uh, it is in my brain, a, a, like a, a salad cream is is not far off from a Miracle Whip.
2: It's uh, actually salad cream is kind of similar to mayo.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and Miracle Whip is is pretty it's pretty similar to mayo. It's it is you can put it on, and if there's enough stuff in your sandwich, you might not know the difference. <laughs> what do you, Rob? When you're when you're dipping things, yes. like is is mayonnaise your number one a a number one go to dip?
1: i I think it probably is yeah if i'm what
0: about a barbecue sauce is is, has has american culture penetrated enough to give you barbecue sauce
1: oh so we have barbecue sauce i tend to prefer um (laughs) this is genuinely the name of the sauce houses of parliament sauce (laughs)
2: Oh gross. the brown
1: the brown one? Yeah, HP sauce. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. That's such a gross name. It implies especially with your uh, your recent uh, resignation. <laughs> it implies some things that I do not like. Yeah, it's uh-
2: and it has a the Houses of Parliament building on the label, basically. It,
1: it's like Xerox, where it's just the brand that has become synonymous with what we just call brown sauce. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's maybe a. Uh, not it's neither sweet nor fruity, but more sweet and fruity if you compare it to a barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, definitely, there's more, like a barbecue sauce is typically I mean, there, so there's a million different ways of making barbecue. And there's I, I think it's something like seven or eight like larger umbrellas within the United States of of barbecue traditions. But I would say if you had to give a singular thing that is like across all of them and is going to be like a tanginess is mm. and to varying degrees. Some are are extremely vinegar based, some are more mustardy, some are much more sweet, like a Kansas City style is much more sweet. Um you're probably if I had to guess the barbecue sauce that has made its way across the ocean is probably Kansas City style. Is it, is, mean, it is it pretty sweet? Uh,
1: yeah, relatively, oh. yes,
0: yes. I, I think, yeah, HP sauce is
1: probably that tanginess, but without the smokiness of a barbecue sauce. Yeah. Okay,
2: the one, the one I have readily available around here is usually like deep heavy brown and it has dried uh, sweet uh, plums in it.
3: Hmm. Ooh. That's interesting. It, it's,
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I can taste the the, the plums in it. Um, it's um, Jack Daniels brand, actually, that I guess. Oh. But it, it has uh, different flavors. Some are without uh, the plums. But yeah, uh, generally the one uh, uh, around here, when you say barbecue sauce, you would expect um, tangy, yes. Heavy and sticky brown sauce.
0: Huh. I would say most of them are not particularly. Most of the sauces are around where I have been, and I have been, Delaware is not a hot spot for barbecue. Um, but we are adjacent to places that do have barbecue, um, mm-hmm. pretty decent barbecue. And um, the, uh, of all of the barbecue sauces that I have have had, bra- brown is not really the number one. Uh, well, I guess like not 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 brown, but I would definitely go like um like a like a a deep red is a common barbecue sauce color. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess, I guess not, not, not brown. But brown is like when you say brown sauce, I'm like, ugh. Brown no, sauce. okay,
2: maybe. Look, the, 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 the color that I have in mind it generally can be described as brown, but not in the way that you think and go like, ew. It's like very, very deep with hues of purple and red.
0: Interesting. Also, when you say brown sauce, I think of like a, a, a Asian influence, like an Asian American brown sauce that you would have on oh, like what? a like a like in a stir fry. Oh,
2: like uh. hoisin?
0: No, not quite like hoisin. It's much more. It's much looser, and it is soy sauce based, but it is not just soy sauce. Okay, that, is like a, separate. Like, I have no idea what it is. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so. So, like for example, if you were to order an Amer, like a a, a Chinese American dish, like um, like chicken and broccoli or beef and broccoli, it's going to come in brown sauce, okay. and that's going to be a soy set, a soy sauce based sauce that has. Other, you're you're adding, usually some amount of of sugar to it. You're adding some other spices to it, but it is going to be a soy sauce, um, fronted sauce that you are oh, cooking okay. the meat and the broccoli in
2: oh okay yeah i see uh yeah so stir fry sauce uh those because i generally cook asian these days mm-hmm. it's fast so um, i you know plenty about it unfortunately mm-hmm. <laughs> and and i can like flex my knowledge um those usually are varied depending on the dish and yeah there is soy sauce there's Sometimes there's fish sauce in, um, like, uh, especially um, Thai cuisine. Mm. There's there's a lot of that. And also there's uh, oyster sauce, which is very delicious.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I suggest everybody should try it. Yes.
0: Definitely. Uh, it's it, uh, uh, it adds a nice funk to, yeah, to what you're having.
2: Yeah, the, the funk is also fish sauce has awful awful smell it it's it smells rancid but uh, just 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 a tiny dash and the flavor is amazing
0: so Rob are can you not because you're a vegetarian do you not partake in Worcestershire not generally I believe
1: we've got a vegetarian Worcester sauce kicking about in the um, in the fridge somewhere uh we've, we've, we occasionally do there, there are uh sachets available there are little bottles available but it's certainly in a restaurant scenario it's quite uncommon um mm. and it does fall into the category of things that were abstract enough and far enough away from anything that i would consider to have meat in growing up yeah. that i've unthinkingly had with the sauce on a cheese and toast and gone oh, that's quite nice um, but yeah I wouldn't anymore
0: yeah I mean it makes sense and also like so like my dad um, in the past couple of months um, went vegan and it's one of those things where like you can never actually be sure and trying to be sh- like 100% sure is, is only a way to drive yourself totally mad because <laughs> it's like okay well none of these ingredients have any sort of animal product like inherent to, to them but it's like okay well but is the sugar like verified vegan because there are some processing methods that use like an animal byproduct in the processing of the sugar and it's yeah, just like bleaching. oh my god you're you if you if you pay attention to, like that far down the chain you're you're never going to be able to eat anything no totally totally yeah, the, the uh...
2: flour and sugar can be bleached using uh, bone powder from animals
1: and okay, so then right. I remember there was a thing about like avocado being not necessarily vegan, etc. But yeah, it's there's a level of abstraction where I go, um, y- you know what? I'm just not going to ask too many questions. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a level of practicality. It's like,
0: listen, people. like you're you're put you're putting in the you're putting in the labor, and it's like, yeah. if, if something squeaks through. It, like, can't be, you can't work yourself up into a froth over it.
1: Yeah, the occasional guilty pleasure, which again is one that's just carried on f- over from childhood, is occasionally gelatinous sweets. I'll be like, "Yeah, mm, no. fuck it. Um, which is, is the closest I come to doing something that is knowingly mm-hmm. not But really it is weird because sometimes it.
0: they don't have gelatin, they'll just be like pectin based. Yeah. 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 yeah
2: anger, anger.
0: Yeah. Um, I was recently having a conversation uh, with a, a British co-worker uh, about um, – uh, what the fuck are they called them? The Jaffa Cakes uh and i in fact i think that they're sitting on they might be sitting on my doorstep they might have been delivered cuz i was talking about oh. them and i'm like well fuck it i'm going to order some um she is vegan and can't have them because the like the cakey part the Jelly. no the jelly is actually is is not the problem it like cuz that just the uses egg. pectin it's the it's the cakey part that has eggs in it yeah
3: yeah so oh. none of the
0: None of the none of the like major brands in the UK sell vegan and uh, versions of of the jaffa cake. Of course, you could you could make your own, but that's quite a, quite an ask. I actually have
2: a suggestion for this hmm. because uh, in Poland we have jaffa cakes, only they mm. are called delicie mm-hmm. and I believe they are actually vegan.
0: Huh, that's good to know.
2: Yeah, because they are exactly the same, only we have a bunch of different flavors uh, of the jelly. Uh, okay. There's raspberry, there's all sorts of various delicious stuff. Delicie uh, made by Vedel. Um, delicious stuff. Most of the time, they are.
0: Type it in evil. the chat because I am bad at decoding the phonemes. My, of my Polish.
2: Polish language. Yes, I know.
0: Not great at that. And let's see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at it, I'm gonna see how I would pronounce it as a, as a, as a naif. Not but a naif. Cinco de (laughs) Mayo. I would would probably, if I just saw that and had no context, I'd probably say, like, Delicia. It's
2: pretty close, Delicia.
0: Okay, so yeah, but I would also be doing, like, a, the, the, like, a non, non non-English J sound, I would assume, because that's usually not a place where, uh. An English word would have a J, so I'm yeah. like, okay, well, it's clearly not an English J. Yeah. The, so
2: the, you said delizia, which is a singular, mm. and this okay. this is plural. Okay. So a single delizia, multiple delizia.
0: Cool. I will look into that and maybe offer that as a uh, as a cool import uh, item to my vegan coworker because I do want to talk about it, but I don't want to be like, hey, remember that thing that we talked about that you said you liked when you were a kid and you can't have anymore. <laughs> I have those, and I don't want to talk about them. Yeah is, is, is there is there anything you had as a kid, Rob, that you really, really wish you could have? that You wish that there was like a vegetarian version of? I don't. I mean, not Steak. massively. No, I think I think
1: anything that uh, I I think I can get by without anything that mm-hmm. uh, I had as a kid unknowingly. Um, yeah,
0: I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot easier than going vegan. God, There's so, so much
1: stuff. Easier, yeah.
0: There's so much stuff that you can't. I, like, listen, it's fine. You're like, people are fine. They'll find a way, and it'll be okay. But man, it is just a long list of like, no, nope, that's nah, not gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, Laughlin, have you played any games?
2: Um, well, I did play WoW, well, but I also played D and D.
0: How was that?
2: Oh, well, actually, (laughs) it was amazing. (laughs) So um, after a year and a half of a long campaign where we hit uh, level 10, Mm. we decided, because the RDM uh, decided that he he needs a little break from this particular Mm storyline. Because, well, we definitely caused some upset in the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not gonna lie we did so he he said that he has to think about what would come next to, for the characters and asked us to roll uh, another set of characters and we are going to have an interlude with um, in the same world in the same setting uh, but uh, with uh, uh, new new characters just a short adventure just like a half a year maybe
0: what uh? What's your new character?
2: And my new character is um, Hexadin, what you might call. So uh, Hexadin is I took a, one level of a Warlock, Hexblade, uh, who. Uh, That just gives me Eldritch Blast, which is the best cantrip available, but only for warlocks. And it allows me to use uh, my uh, uh, charisma as an attacking stat with a weapon. And uh, the rest of it, I am going Paladin with an Oath of the Open Sea. Oath of the Open Sea. Means Pirate. (laughs) King Jack Sparrow.
0: (laughs) What's your character's name? Morgan. Morgan.
2: And recently. For the first time, because it's uh, actually a seafaring campaign. Mm. And for the first time since we started, and we basically uh, inherited a ship. And since my character is the, and in real life also, the only person who knows their way around the ship, uh, you I. You are sort Captain of, Morgan. Yes, I am Captain Morgan now.
0: <laughs> Drink <laughs> up. Drink your rum, everybody. Ahoy, <laughs> Captain Ahoy. Morgan. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I did not even think about it when I decided on the car- on the character name.
0: <laughs> I assume Captain Morgan is a thing that is a, is that a thing that you only know through American imperialism, or is that a thing that is also available to purchase in Poland?
2: It it is my favorite rum. So
0: okay. is, that a, is when you say Captain Morgan? Does that ring a bell, rum? Oh yeah yeah yeah, I know okay. Captain Morgan. I mean, a it's,
2: I, I know it's not the best rum. But but they have this spiced rum variation that is really delicious.
0: I do like spiced things. I don't I don't drink alcohol, but when things are are uh, labeled as spice, like I I I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast before, but in the early aughts they sold a spiced Pepsi, a holiday spiced Pepsi, mm-hmm. and I I think about it all the time and it's a thing that they haven't made in like I'm sure it's coming up in, like 20 years, but I'm like Man, what if they made what if they made holiday spice pop Pepsi again? That would be you know, incredible.
2: What 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 do you mean? I I would think that they would try to capitalize on the pumpkin spice everything no
0: the that the pumpkin spice like uh popularity wasn't until like a decade after that it was that was in like the late aughts into the early 2010s and that really really took off this is in the this is like this is like 2001 2002 era um so yeah. this is like a like a nutmeggy like all spice like the things you would have in like pumpkin. holiday dessert in like Christmassy desserts here. So like it would be it, it is like cinnamony, nutmeggy, all spice, yes. that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: It sounds delicious. Spices. However, like I said, this is exactly what would you would find in a pumpkin spice as well. So Sure, but there also there's takes-
0: also like a pumpkin like a layer of pumpkin in a pumpkin spice thing that is, that is absent. it is, it is not supposed oh. to have like a the pumpkin the pumpkin in the pumpkin spice.
2: Mm, weird. Okay. Well, uh yeah. That's I never it. bought into that.
0: I don't know. I, I like I like pumpkin like pumpkin pie. Fucking delightful. I, I love me a pumpkin pie.
2: I love pumpkin pie. I, I do, like- and I love pumpkin in general. However, uh, pumpkin spice lattes are absolutely disgusting in my. Well, opinion.
0: I don't. I don't really drink espresso based drinks. But if you wanted to have some of the flavor in like a regular coffee, I'm not going to turn you down.
2: It's just not my – they don't mix. You know uh, how I, I get my greens all the time. Coffee used to be such a bad trigger that even a smell would trigger me. And I love coffee. I, I love coffee. so. Uh, I just, love that coffee
0: gets me high. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I worked very hard at it and tried to re- acclim- uh, Reacum- get used to Yeah coffee again and now i'm at a level where i can have one big coffee Mm -hmm. uh, without repercussions of uh, my ring hey
3: that's good congratulations
2: amazing and this is why i decided i have to like Mm savor it you know drink it for pleasure not for just for the kick and i got so super into it and i i get like um um craft coffee these days like craft um, roasted yeah special blends and stuff we have whole, um,
1: what's your preference what's your, what um preference
2: so generally I prefer Arabica from uh, either uh, Colombia or Brazil mm-hmm. uh, from Dos Santos region especially and um, also uh, Ethiopia is also good but <clears throat> sorry uh, not from every region it to me it's like one would assume yeah ethiopian coffee is the, the greatest ever and it is but certain uh, uh, certain beans from from other parts of the world can be better than the uh, not as good uh, ethiopian you know
3: yeah yeah yeah
2: and also the, the my favorite uh, roasters have a mix of something that i would have never assumed would actually please me which is um which is that uh brazilian from dosatos uh, bean 80 percent and 20 percent of robusta from Jap- uh, from uh, vietnam mm. And it's so good, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And the robust that usually is woody and disgusting, just adds something very special, smoothness to it. and
0: oh. hmm. I like a like a breakfast roast <laughs> I like it when it tastes less uh like coffee. And by coffee, I mean <laughs> I. I like it when it's not bitter, or I like it when it is as little as as little bitterness as possible.
2: Well, in that case, might I suggest uh, starting with uh, Ethiopian Arabica, which is medium roast.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's- unless that's in a coffee pod for me to put into my coffee machine,
3: <laughs> that
2: ain't um, happening. You can find in any form sure. you want, basically. It's just that the, the the darker roast, the more bitter it is. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I understand that like there's definitely different taste characteristics and, uh, and, uh, you know, also like mouthfeel characteristics. However, mm-hmm. and I understand that like when you, you start roasting it more, you're getting it like a, a, a different mouthfeel. However, I'm dumping a bunch of cream in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to have so much effect, right? Yeah, <laughs> no,
1: it's it. <laughs> it's. I've I've um recently um so I've I've in I've liked uh, having like black coffee and trying to find um cool cool coffees for a while now, but I've never really known what it is that I like. And just recently, I found a person who's uh, <laughs> the person who runs the local coffee shop. Is, he's probably got an ulterior motive but he's like every i'm buying a bag of beans and i'm coming back the next week and he's going ah, what did you think of those beans so i'm going yeah i like those i'd like the fruity taste but i wouldn't want that always so he's like, oh, okay well let me direct you to the Colombian one and i'm slowly going through the entire stock working out what i actually do like
0: you're well, leaving the coffee the shop places. with like 20 bags <laughs> stuffed under your arm yeah pretty much <laughs>
2: Uh, wait, How's so this is a local a coffee shop?
0: Yeah, it is, yeah.
2: Um, maybe you should ask her to do some cupping for you. Yeah. So you can have like a taste. Just five maybe. The ones that she thinks that... You would prefer the most, and you can taste them and decide, basically.
0: Yeah, they're always very
1: busy, but I maybe maybe I might try and find it quite a quiet day and, uh, and just pop down.
2: I mean, cupping doesn't really take that much time. It's just that because so to 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 actually taste the coffee to eliminate the uh, various methods of brewing it, and I have my strong opinions on various methods of brewing as well. Um, it sounds
0: really dirty.
2: <laughs>
0: it does go, sound dirty. To go downtown and do some cupping. Yeah. It's basically just, am I right in saying they get tiny
1: little cups of like four coffees and then you line them up next to each other and you go, which one do you like the best? And you give them a proper slurp and do all of that good stuff, right?
2: There is a pro- proper slurp involved, yes. Yeah. Uh, however, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like uh, to eliminate the variability of brewing methods, it's just... Coffee. It's uh, popped into a cup and poured boiling over water over it. You stir it and let it sit until it settles down, and you can have a proper sip without all the sludge.
1: Right. Yes. 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 No,
0: yes. I think I'm and in the be- I think I'm in the best place in terms of somebody who consumes things, which is that when somebody uh, is offering me something nice, be it like a really high quality steak. Or a really like a, like a really really good like uh, grade tea things like that. I am capable of enjoying them and savoring them and having a good time. But like a good solid mid range thing is also not unpalatable to me. So I feel like I'm having a pretty good time.
1: Yeah, I think that's a very good place to be in. It's I do yeah. I I enjoy coffee more now than I ever uh, have enjoyed coffee. Especially now that I am starting to get a sense of these are the ones that I like. But, the difference in yeah the i i I do miss being able to go into the office and go, What's the instant coffee? I'm gonna put that in the cup with some milk and sugar, and then I'm gonna have a lovely day.
2: <laughs> I never
0: I could. will say a fucking instant coffee, at least the ones that are available here, they're terrible, they taste so bad I could
2: could have never stomach instant coffee. That was always uh, the the, the worst experience.
0: So what I have heard is that in the United States we, like... (laughs) We mained drip coffee. Is it like that's, that is how we have specialized. And so like drip coffee is it like we have pretty good drip coffee in a way that probably doesn't exist in large swaths of Europe and oh. that in lots of Europe has, uh, like, like Italy, like, so mm-hmm. ov- ov- obviously they specialize in espresso. And so like they went down that route, but also on top of the espresso thing is they said, Hey, we also want to do instant coffees. And so they kind of specialized in making instant coffee suck less in a way that Americans who consume significantly less instant coffee did not. And so what ends up in you take the, like, the lowest quality of 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 styles of making coffee, which is instant coffee, and then you say, we're not going to spend any effort on making it any better. And so the instant coffees that are available here are total fucking dog shit.
2: Um okay. So that, uh like, this. American instant coffees are not the worst I've ever had. The worst I've ever had are Italian.
0: Really interesting.
2: Yeah, cuz okay, yes, they have their very own special way of making coffee. They have espresso and they have uh those um those machines. The, 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 I don't remember how they're called in English. Uh the, the one where you boil it on the, in the bottom half and it splurts out coffee in the top half of
1: Oh like a pot. moka pot.
2: Yeah, the mo- yes, the moka pot, yes. Uh so um the the thing with Italian coffee is that they tend to prioritize um, the roasting and they basically burn it to ash.
0: Yeah. Roast the shit out of it.
2: Yeah. I have seen charts of, like, here's
0: what these different roast stages are, and it's like, here's ultra dark dark roast, and then beyond that is Italian roast.
2: (laughs) Basically, yeah. This is is what they do. And that, okay, so that also comes from uh, the fact that for a while they only had access to the cheaper um, beans, (laughs) uh, mostly Robusta, which Mm. is not great, but... Uh, they eliminated the more, more rancid and nasty things about Robusta by over-roasting it, uh, so it was palatable. Uh, but when when you apply the same methods to good quality beans, it just turns into shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're getting you're you're getting different things, and if you're if you're trying to get this like a a non like, non-oily, non-bitter taste out of your coffee, and you're roasting it that dark, you're going to have a bad time.
2: Yes, yes, exactly. And If you
0: want more oil and you want it to be bitter, roast the hell out of it, I guess.
2: Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, by now, this became, like, a cultural thing for them. Mm. Italian coffee. And Italians, since I work a lot with them, I know (laughs) from experience how very set in their ways they can be about, especially about their cuisine and about their coffee. Yeah.
0: And I think they, it's, it is one of those things where you just grow up with a flavor profile and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. There's a variety of other things it could do, but the th- the only style that is going to offer me like the, like, the nostalgia of the thing I grew up with or the thing that like, I came of age with is this style. And that you're like, you're going to have that Wherever you are, like whatever whatever style of drink or food that you grow up with, there's always going to be like the thing that is done locally, and that is always going to give you like an extra like a little bit of of uh, brain juice that other styles, even though they're also good, are just never going to be able to to give you
2: that. And also the fact that Italians are very famously aggressively anti-adventurous when it comes to cuisine.
0: It is interesting because like there 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 are definitely st- like some cultures that are more interested in like having it be like, you no, know, like this is the style. It is my understanding that there, there is some amount of that in Japan. And obviously, any, all of these cultures are made up of millions of people who have diverse things, but it's talking about like broad trends. Mm. And it yeah. is my understanding that things have lightened up in Japan and have, have done more like exploratory stuff. But there was, especially through like the 80s and 90s, a much more rigid idea of like, this is the way the dish is prepared. And so like, don't. Don't don't fuck with it. You like we figured out how to make the dish. Don't don't go adding wild bullshit to it. We fi- we've done it. We've already done it. Um, yeah,
2: and this this is exactly the same uh, attitude that Italians have about their cooking. And I don't blame them because their cuisine is fantastic. It's just that I I wish they sometimes would be a bit more open minded. At least the ones that I came in contact with and talked mm-hmm. about it. You know.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely, like, here in the U.S., it's like, there, I, I would say that there are no, there's, there's no, like, sacred cows here, where it's like, uh, culinarily, where it's just like, yeah, whatever, man. And there are people who do things, like, there will be specific things in the, within the U.S. that is only in that specific area. Like, so Chicago has a weird, like, distinct hot dog culture. So not only I, I I encourage both of you to look up a Chicago hot dog if you don't already know what it is. It I is already a,
2: know what it is. It, it is a monstrosity.
0: It is a monstrosity. But on top of that, they also have that there is like a trend of within the Chicagoland area, of hostility to the idea of putting ketchup on a hot dog, which the rest of the United States does regularly.
2: <laughs> what 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 is it? Mustard only or relish, right?
0: So those are options, but the way that like it is done, it is you put mustard and you put I'm pretty sure it's onions and then they put a, a pickle relish that is bright green in a way that I've never seen any the relish in any other context. The only time I ever see this bright green relish is on a Chicago style hot dog. Yeah. And then yeah, they then they put a a big fuck off pickle spear, a dill pickle spear on top of it. Uh, and then they do they um, celery salt on top of it. It is <laughs> yeah, it's a
2: big pack of hot dog. Basically, it's a
0: it is a it is a catastrophe <laughs> of a hot dog. Um, I just
2: can't imagine having eat having to eat it and then look even remotely presentable afterwards.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. a huge mess. It's a it's a total fucking mess. Um, <laughs>
2: but delicious.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I I mean I definitely don't want the onions, and I would probably take the pickle spear off and eat it separately. I don't think I would want to eat because, like, I think about like biting through a pickle spear while you're also <laughs> biting through a hot dog. I feel like it's like my mouth is going to be too wide open. <laughs> Rob, did you look? Did you look up a Chicago style hot dog? Uh, no, I'm looking up now. You should. It is. Quite, it's something. It is quite a thing. It sure. is, it is, know, is, very is much something. It is interesting culinarily.
2: I think that <laughs> also, I think it's North Carolina that has this offensively red dogs in their yeah, home.
0: Yeah, yeah, like a, you sometimes call them a red hot.
2: Right, but they're yeah. not. It just died. Mm.
0: <laughs> 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 well, I, I do think that there was like a, a history of having um, it be turned red through um, both turned pink through the the nitrates and then also having um, peppers in it like a, having like a paprika type dye type deal
2: okay fair enough most things that are uh, supposed to be spicy to other people are not for me because <laughs> um, I like I you were talking about dipping sauces for um, chips or french mm-hmm. fries. And what I usually go for is a hot sauce. Mm -hmm. And sriracha is on the very much milder side of the one, I think.
0: sriracha is something that... So, like, I am not opposed to things having some spice, but I am not, like, Mr. Spicy. I'm not, like, make it as spicy as you can do. I am cool with things having some amount of spice. Um, Mm -hmm. And sriracha is a thing that I can put on a dish and not have any problems with like it, it is not it is never going to be too spicy for me
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that's nice i have i i have heard that popeyes uh is a, a chicken chain mm-hmm. I, I i believe the way that it goes is is expanded to the uk is that does that sound right rob i don't feel like i know popeyes okay so maybe it's only a specific part maybe it's like only in london or something probably yeah and they have their they have two types of chicken like two different they have like the the regular and then they have the spicy and it is my understanding that british people think that the spicy one is um blow your head off spicy and i can guarantee you i had one uh within a week or two it is it is it is not that it is not blow your head off spicy so i i don't know uh if if is spice just frowned upon in on the british in the british isles
1: i feel like there's a very um Oh. I feel like we're quite a broad church when it comes to mm-hmm. spice tolerance I think yeah. there's a lot of people who will have um, uh, the blandest food that they could possibly have as often mm-hmm. as they can have it but there are uh, a non-trivial proportion of people who will consider it a badge of honour to weep through the hottest vindaloo they possibly can yeah,
2: yeah that's not me a large portion of uh, like really chi- hardcore chili heads that are like, known in the community comes from the UK, uh, actually. And uh, there's something to be said about the fact that you guys picked your national dish to be chicken tikka masala quite uh, a couple of years ago, so.
0: Not a dish I would say is typically considered to be particularly spicy.
2: Chicken tikka masala?
0: No. I, it, the way it is served here, at least, uh, I would say in general, not very spicy.
2: No, the, the ones that I had had. Uh, Um, well, okay, there weren't, it wasn't very hot, Mm -hmm. but it was very spicy.
0: Oh, like highly flavored, sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, definitely, like, all, pretty much, like, anytime you're getting any sort of, uh, Indian or Indian, like, fusion dish is going to be deeply flavored. But yeah, I would I wouldn't say that like like I would go and recommend like a grandma. If there if, if a grandma was like, Hey, I wanna try an Indian dish, it's like all right, <laughs> well try a tikka masala. Like that you're you're gonna be okay.
2: As long as she's not having a vindaloo, that's fine.
0: <laughs> well things things can definitely get out of hand and my wife is is highly uh, uninterested in in even the mildest of, of heat. Oh, Come not, on. not, not into it. And, uh, she's just very, very sensitive to it. And oh, I w- I'm a solid, um, order things medium. Like, how spicy do you want it? Me- medium, medium spicy. Like, st- standard level. Do not. Do not blow my head off. Do not like set my tongue on fire. I don't want to cry. I just, like <laughs> don't make me cry. I I am I am more than happy to have some warmth. How do you, what do you what do you feel about spice? Are you are you a spice fan? Or are you you like to keep it mild, Rob?
1: I'm usually with you in the medium bucket. Yeah. Uh I have I will occasionally if I'm feeling ambitious Spicy. go for the hot version. Um, it's, I've recently uh, found a takeaway in Bristol that I really like a couple of the dishes that are marked as hot on there um but I I don't have any interest in going into turbo mode.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where like that you sit there and you're and it's just like you see you see people eating and they just have tears running down their face.
1: Yeah. I was I was at a friend's barbecue this weekend, um, and he had a lot of he did tell us to look at the uh look at the bottles of sauce before we applied them to any of our food. Mm. But there's one that was called uh, Vampire Botherer. Oh. Um <laughs> it's it was a uh, a spicy garlic sauce and i assumed it was just a garlic sauce based on the name so i was like i love garlic i'm gonna pour loads of this on my oh no. uh, mushroom burger <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was a lot
0: <laughs> I, I do like sick. the name is incredible it's a great name
2: <laughs> yeah oh my god i have to try it if you, if, vampire Amazing. if you want
0: to annoy a vampire, <laughs> try this sauce. <song. laughs> oh,
2: God. Like, as long as he didn't give you the bomb beyond insanity and said that this is a good thing mm. and you tried it and ate something with it, mm. we're fine.
0: But you know what I do like? And partially what I like about the way this is compared to like the way a chili is, is like a horseradish. I like a horseradish sauce specifically because it can be it can have like a a heat to it that is very intense but it's like pretty much as soon as you swallow it it's gone whereas you you eat something hot that has that is capsaicin that is like a, a chili based heat it is fucking sticking around for a long time
3: <laughs>
2: yeah uh, it really depends on the type of pepper actually mm-hmm. there are some that are just initial very hard punch of mm-hmm. the heat and then you swallow it and you're fine mm. and then there are some that just keep rolling with it just initially oh it's fine and then another bite and another bite and then you're sweating and crying and your stomach clenches mm. terrible bullshit.
0: so i know that rob, i know rob that in the uk it is very common to eat uh, like you grind horseradish and serve it with beef I do so, well. I know you don't, but.
2: Like, Tang melting sauce.
0: But I do know that as a as a thing that's common in the U.S., a horseradish sauce, or sometimes called a horsey sauce, um, will be a mayonnaise-based dipping sauce that is that is um, flavored with horseradish.
1: Oh, I, I should I may, might try that with my English gentleman.
2: <laughs> oh, um, Polish McDonald's has a sandwich that's called Jeszmak, a uh, country Mac. And Countryman. it has this uh, mayo-based horseradish sauce on it. Mm,
0: delightful! I, <laughs> I do like it. They serve it uh, here at Arby's, which is a. Do you, is is, Ar- is Arby's a thing that is outside the US?
2: Uh, not here. It's not here.
1: No, I I know of it. I think it. I think we. Uh, I think when we were doing a tier list of fast food restaurants, mm. it occurred to me oh rb roast beef yeah we
2: have TGI fridays
0: though well that's that's like casual dining that's not like fast food though um the, <laughs> so Ar- an arby's food. is like a is a roast beef sandwich place pri- primarily the, the, they're also interesting like, they're the only national chain that serves a lamb dish like they serve um kind of like greek style euros so like they will serve it with like a combination of lamb and beef which is nice that you can get that at a fast food place. I, I'm I'm into it. There's. I can't think of like. So you can buy lamb like in a grocery store. You can like definitely go in and get you know a, a cut of lamb. But I. It is so rare to see it at a restaurant. Like the most you're going to see here is going to be like a lamb chop, maybe. But uh, it, it would it would have to be at a like specifically like a Mediterranean style or like um. Like a Eurasian style, a place to get lamb. Otherwise, like like there's the Indian places around here are pr- pretty widely offer lamb, but in 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 other cuisines it is not. Even though like you know up to, like my grandparents' generation, lamb was very commonly eaten here. It is has it just like disappeared in from from the American palate.
2: That's sad. Well, um, um, oh, that prepared lamb is very good.
0: I love lamb. Um, also, it is worth noting that in, um, in America, we don't make a linguistic distinction between lamb and mutton. So a lot of what I'm referring to as lamb, I mean also as mutton. I mean, like, it is not just like the, like, the milk fed babies. I also mean, like, adult sheep. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did, I did, would, I would never call it mutton, but I do like mutton. Um, <laughs> I played some games. Oh. I've played a uh, part of the Isle of Bug Snacks expansion uh that is part of Bug Snacks and I can verify that it's pretty good um i it is more bug snacks um with the a- so like it is good and i am having a good time asterisk it is basically made with the idea that you would be playing bug snacks and then go do this other thing within the world of bug snacks so it takes you back if you've already beaten the game it takes you back to the, before the point of no return and then it's just like oh a thing like a quest chain you can do is go and like oh explore this new island that popped up which is cool. fine and then you have your full like kit of things you do you can use to catch bug snacks but um it's been like over a year since i've played bug snacks so i forgot how like because there's like a there's like a a a chain that you can like launch a chain across but i didn't remember how to use that and so it was like okay catch bugs catch bug snacks now motherfucker and i'm like oh shit I now need to like go look at a wiki <laughs> or it's something because right. like I don't remember how to use these tools. Uh, but you know, after like five or ten minutes, it was fine. Um, but I d- just ha- had to reacquaint myself with how to bug snack.
1: Is Bunger in it?
0: Oh, yeah. What fucking the first, the, the, the- I'm trying to remember what they're called. The, the first bug snack that you get is, uh, uh, on the, on the island is like a, is a alternate version called, called something like Mega Bunger or something like that. So they're all big, but even when you, when you, s- s- um, like smallify it, when you shrink it, um, it, you so you can catch it, uh, it is like a, it's like a Big Mac. Basically, they, <laughs> they made it a, a Big Mac bug snack. Big Mac. That's that's satisfying.
1: I'm I'm glad that Bunger's back in some form.
0: And it is so the Bunger is is like I would say like mildly aggressive in 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 the way like so like it will charge at you and like bonk you and not like it won't it is not trying to fuck you up. It's just like it will bonk you. But it is funny because like I'm sitting there because that's the first one you have to catch, and I'm f- like flailing with my kit. Trying to like figure out how how to use the items that I have to catch this <laughs> bug snack, and just it's just like routinely the the bunker is just like hey bonk and then it sends you flying, and I'm like oh but hold hold on bunker, I'm trying to figure out how to use this fucking trip trap or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, enjoyable. I would recommend it, especially since it's on uh, Game Pass, um, and it's also on Steam and Switch and all those things um bug snacks it's good catch you some um the one the one slightly weird thing is that the way it's written is you you're going off on the island with four characters so like the writing is all about like their interactions between those four characters which is fine but it's like what about the other ones i like the other ones <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of them! I like those uh, It does have Chanlo, which is my favorite So Chanlo is on the island with you, which is good But, uh, I, you know, I, I would take more I, I wish Snorpy was there Snorpy stays back on the island A Snorpy-Chanlo mix um, is what I'm there for um, I also played Switch Sports um, I can say with some authority that uh, that game's pretty good um, It is not the most robust package <laughs> uh, But golf is coming and i think that like golf is because like i think about Wii sports the ones that i've spent the most time with were probably bowling then golf then tennis um and that so this has this has tennis and badminton and i think the badminton might be a little bit better um but they're basically i mean they they're very similar games they're not identical games but they're pretty similar uh, and then also volleyball which is which is like it's like those games but we've added like additional mechanics to it so it is like a more complicated <laughs> uh version of that um and i think that those are all pretty good i think the bowling is straight up great um they've also add, so they've added not only do you have the ability to like play online and play with friends and all that stuff you're you know you're bowling 10 frames but they also added a mode that is like there's obstacles to it that pop up so instead of just like I'm trying to bowl 300 it's like well here's this fucking thing that's sweeping back and forth you have to time your your you know release to not get hit by that and t- turn it to a gutter ball so his bunger you don't want to hit bunger yeah don't get bungered um they will <laughs> bunger you um so that's neat I, I think that that's cool. The uh, Chumbara, which is the, like the sword fighting game, is pretty cool. And I think that's probably, it is probably the one that is like the most like distinct and new and cool. And I like that a lot. And the other one uh, so that requires, the one that requires like two joysticks, uh, or two joycons rather, is the soccer one, which um I surprisingly liked. I You know, I thought that I, that would be the one that I just didn't play at all. I I liked it a fair bit. And I think the answer is because they saw Rocket League. Like Nintendo saw Rocket League and they're like, we could make Rocket League. (laughs) We could do that. So like, uh, you're not a car, but like, you're, you know, you're playing generically a soccer-like game. Um, but the ball, the ball is huge. And it bounces off the sides of the stadium, so it does. You can't like kick it out of the thing; it will just bounce back. So it, you know, it, you're you're basically playing Nintendo's version of Rocket League.
1: Nice. That sounds good. That sounds fun.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. So the way you unlock, if you are not a paying Nintendo Online customer, they're like, hey, check this out. There's unlockable gear. You only get to unlock two a week unless you pay us money. Yeesh. I think that's pretty whack. Um, and then it's like, oh, you can, the way you earn gear is playing on the online mode. And if you don't pay us the online mode, we will let you play a fake online mode, which will populates it with bots. And you get to do that two times to win, to win gear. And then no more, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're cut off. Pay us $20. <laughs> um, as you know, I think it's a little bit silly. Um, I, I guess I understand the like, they want money for their online service, and like that part is fine. I do think it's weird that they locking the un- like keeping the unlockables behind the online service is the part that I don't really understand. I don't know. No. Um, Switch sports good. I don't know. Rob, are you are you all the way cool on Switch sports?
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's the right game for my my point in life.
0: Interesting, because I, I I am just like. Oh, yeah, when people come over, this is going to be a thing that I show them.
1: I'll just be showing them Root.
0: (laughs) Sounds dirty. Yeah. (laughs) When they come over, we're going to be cupping.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'd love that. I'd love some friends to come over and do some cupping and then show them Root.
0: Two badgers, one cum. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, Square Enix sold the majority of their Western studios and intellectual property oh that's weird right i saw they've, they've been embraced by the embracer group
1: yeah so, i really hate the the embracer corporation
0: <laughs> be embraced um so
2: I'm it out it.
0: <laughs> uh, it has uh tomb raider and with that crystal dynamics um uh deus ex and with it uh idos montreal um thief mm. legacy of Cain. Uh, and then, uh, Gex is one of them, was one of the ones that they have. Um, it is interesting and it's, cause it, you would routinely get it where, especially with like those recent Marvel games, um, but even like the Tomb Raider games and Deus Ex, it would just be like, hey, they come out and they get like pretty good reviews and, You know, seem to be doing pretty okay. And then you inevitably get the, the, like, shareholder response from, like, the, the Square Enix executives, where it's like, our Western games are underperforming our expectations, which largely seems to be, um, we want to spend an infinite money. We want to spend infinite money on Final Fantasy and dump as much money on making those things over, like, a period of 10 years. And then, Hey, have all our Western studios make all (laughs) make up all? We're gonna have unreal expectations of our Western studios (laughs) to make up all that money that we're dumping into our our Japanese production. Um, they're keeping a handful of things. They're keeping Life is Strange, and well, there's one other one that that they are keeping from the West that are Western productions. But broadly, that it has been it has been fully embraced. Um. Crystal Dynamics is still helping make Microsoft make their perfect dark game, which is weird, um, but is happening. Um, I, I, I guess it's like good for them that they're no longer under the, the, the tutelage of, uh, of Square Enix, who, who repeatedly puts un- like unfair expectations on their, on them to perform. Um, I would also say this is like the, this is like the 20th time IDOS has been sold. <laughs> Like, iOS has been purchased, like, a hundred fucking times. Um The other, the unfortunate thing is, like, so this is, like, a $300 million sale, and Square Enix is like, we're going to take that money and invest it into NFTs. <laughs> we really, we really love the blockchain, and it's like, oh, I guess good for them, good for these companies getting out for when they're, like, Square Enix is like, we, lo- we love NFTs, <laughs> and they're like, whew. <laughs> glad glad you sold us to the embracer group i mean all, i'm sure also a bunch of terrible stuff and they definitely have done some terrible stuff but like man wolf i don't know rob do you care about any of those franchises probably not
1: yeah i i i have enough nostalgia for two major in particular to be like i would like to know that that is doing well and in safe hands mm-hmm. um so, yeah, non-zero. Um, and, yeah, hard what to say it's Gex. No, I, I never played Gex. Gex was, uh, I want I, I wanted to play as a child. I was the right age for it, but didn't have the right uh,
0: right equipment. Oh, weird. You didn't have a 3DO. Who could have guessed?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, that's weird. It's like, I don't know. Stuff's happening. Uh, uh, Ubisoft, um, there's been rumblings that, that somebody is going to buy them, and then there has been additional rumblings that the Guillermo family, um, that is, that started Ubisoft and still owns like a significant chunk of it. Uh, it's, it, the, the rumblings are that multiple people in that family are working with like a, a you know, getting, getting the money together to like purchase enough shares to block it being purchased by some other fucking company, so.
2: Oh, like and, a hostile takeover,
0: huh? Well, maybe, but it's it's more like, hey, listen, something's going to happen. Are we the ones who are going to pull the trigger to do it, or is it going to be somebody else? So, it does no, look no. like U- Ubisoft is is getting there. It's probably going to be bought by somebody. Um, it, You know, either it's the people who made it, or it's going to be some other other people, but it does look like there's movement happening there.
2: No, no, it I know, that they are preparing to uh, prevent a hostile takeover.
0: Maybe it's possible it's possible that, it's sounds possible like that, it, that uh, is the case
2: it sounds like that but um going back to the what you said before uh legacy of Cain, you said that's a name yep. i did not hear in a long time
0: yeah they've done nothing with it
2: yeah well no no wonder they sold it but uh, you know what i do feel such a nostalgia for that game
0: it's important, very important game, like uh, important series, really, and like less so the like the blood uh, the blood omen side of it, but like Legacy of Cain, that is just like a like a full on important game in in like the history of of three D advent- adventure action adventure games. It, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty vital one. So and it, it is like especially in a realm in which everybody is all the time like going back to the well on here are these here are these IPs that people like and let's, well, fuck it, let's exploit these intellectual properties. It is weird that you have like this, like, pretty important IP and then have just done fuck all with it. I agree.
2: It's weird. It's weird. Man. Also, maybe it's kind of time to do something about that.
0: I mean, at least like put out like a like a really nice version that is playable on modern devices. That would be nice. Like, like at a, the very least, do that. Yeah,
2: like a remaster or something.
0: Yeah, fuck it, remaster it. Put it out. Let people on like a Switch play it or whatever. Why not? Fuck it. That's like it's not free money, but it's very low effort money. Like pay a porting <laughs> house. Pay a porting house that has a good record. Give them the money they need to do it correctly, and then you'll almost certainly make a profit. Like with a with a if you have an IP like this that is so well liked, has like such a long history, yeah, you're pro you're almost certainly going to to make a profit off it. It,
2: no. it can't fail.
0: Well, yeah, or it would be really hard to fail. You'd have to really fuck it up for it to fail. Well,
2: the thing is though, with Legacy of Kane, I think that even if it sucks, it's still going to bring you profit. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, I guess the problem is, and th- this is probably the reason why Square never did anything with it, is that like, I'm sure you could, you could make a profit, or like, you could even make a new game and make a profit off of it. But the question is, would it be the huge, big, giant success that they really want? What they really want is a blockbuster. They don't, they don't want you to like, hit, hit like a, you know, like, get on second base. They're not interested in like, a little bit of success. They want fucking big fuck-off success. Because yeah. that's how capitalism works, and I don't know. I don't know if Legacy of Cain is in a position <laughs> to be like a blockbuster, but it is definitely in a position to do, to like make you money. It can definitely make you money.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And embrace. I mean, that's why I think it's probably like it's better for a brand like uh, like a Deus Ex or a or, or a. Um, a legacy of Cain to be in the Embracer group than on Square Enix because the Embracer group has like largely made its name on like fuck it here are all these old IPs collecting dust put them out again I don't like fuck it's just like this is better than it than make- making us no money is making us some money we should make some money off of these Um so hopefully that they do it and hopefully they don't they don't fuck it up yeah, um
2: this is pretty much what GOG, GOG um, does. They they take out the, the DRM and remaster it, just just make it playable on the new computers.
0: Yeah, make it so <laughs> I can actually do it without having to like look. Lo- I'm going to search this forum for for like tweaks to make it run from eight years ago and try. And hopefully that, that makes it work. Um, yeah, a nightmare. Um, yeah. The only other thing I wanted to talk about, and we're we're running out of time, but. Um, the idea of a reenactment of a historical battle was, I, I, I'm bringing this up because we, uh, the folks at Waypoint were focusing on a game called, um, Gettysburg um Sid Meier's Gettysburg which is about a civil war uh game and then they within that they were talking about how in the 90s when i grew up um it was very popular in the united states to have civil war reenactments and that has kind of died down so they definitely happen still but they're less popular now than they were you know 20 30 years ago and um it's i am so curious funny. i also like rob do do people get dressed up and do historical battle reenactments in the UK? Is that a thing?
1: A little bit. I think it's less of a thing in the UK than in the US, but it is it is a non-zero thing.
0: Mm. What about Poland?
2: Oh my god! So I actually was a historical reenactor, mm-hmm. but uh, in over over here, uh, actually uh, another time period is more popular, which is medieval times. Of course, it's medieval times. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a huge um, battle reenactment every July Mm. on the anniversary of the battle uh, at Grunwald. It's like a huge uh, night uh, gathering, and it's uh, like a, a couple of days festival, basically uh all the all the reenactment groups come over there's a tournament there's a battle reenactment and uh, like a medieval village and workshops and stuff it's amazing i love it absolutely fantastic uh the only issue i have and uh, the reason i stopped doing it is that people can get a little pity mm-hmm. about uh, gender roles in the medieval times and mm-hmm. i was i was actually very good at handling a sword seriously good but unfortunately since uh, quote unquote you can't see me doing air quotes right now women didn't do that back then go pour us some ale uh hey, that t- fucking i sucks. stopped i stopped fuck that noise i wanted to be in the midst of fucking battle and not serving ale to tired night
0: yeah definitely um Yes, people who get, uh, who, who like, it's like, oh, do you like this because of, like, you like imposing rigid conservative cultural values? This is why you're into this? Oh, that sucks.
2: No, I wanted to learn swordplay, actual historical swordplay, and yeah. I did. And I'm yeah. really good at it. I'm a little out of practice, that's true, but still.
0: We we definitely have uh, renaissance fairs here, and I've, I've never been to one, but <laughs> has been, and I, and, you know we also had uh, kind of a nightmare plague here Um, but it is one of those things that is like on my list of things that I would like to do one day is go to a renaissance fair Um, I'm definitely not a dressing up type of person but I am happy to
2: participate Uh, as far as I understand though the the way uh, renfairs fairs work in the US it's a little different you have fantasy characters fairies centaurs, and shit like that right Uh,
0: in some places but definitely not all okay um
2: i only hear about the ones that they have that so
0: yeah i am i am sure that that is a thing that takes place in some Ren fairs, but there's straight regular ass Ren fairs where people are just dr- dressing up in like historical garb they're eating food okay. that you would that you would have eaten in particular times into particular places etc etc
2: oh there's a youtube channel about a guy uh, who is cooking uh, historically accurate recipes it's called tasting history
0: what about a renfair rob have you ever been to a fair?
2: Uh, I think I might have been.
1: Uh, I certainly went to something where people were selling scabbards and shit like that. So that was probably one of those.
0: <laughs> scabbards. Yeah. Alrighty. righty. Let's wrap this sucker up. Rob, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Uh, you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash Rob D. Webster to listen, we'll to, listen to our new to your song. New song,
0: Scabbard. Uh,
1: brackets, Rats and Badgers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that it's one song yeah it oh is, yeah it is about scabbards and also rats and badgers covers a lot of ground <laughs> Latham, where also people very medieval lafflin where can people find you on the internet
2: uh on uh instagram it's check
0: it out and if you want to see what i do head over to grantbrunner.com for the weekly roar i'm grant brunner uh, i'm rob webster that's Laughlin. have a good one